0: So how do you know that you're on the right path, that you doing the things you're supposed to be doing, that you are engaged in the activity you're supposed to be engaging in? Like, how do you even know that any of this shit is working? Like, if you have any of these questions, if you ever question this, especially as a non-initiate, this, let's, let's talk about it because we got a lot to cover today. Let's 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 get into it. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? This is Nikki. I am the owner of Soul Things Botanica. Um, Today is Sunday, January 5th, 2020, and we are on episode two of the How to Be Magical podcast. Um, Just sharing some experiences, some tips, some tricks, some resources, whatever I can to help you on your journey to becoming your most magical self. Again, my name is Nikki B, and I just wanted to get into this topic because this is something that people talk to me a lot about. This is something that I've struggled with on my path, and I feel like it's something that is worth discussing. So the name of this episode is called Get In Your Section, and if you are a, 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 a lover of carnival culture, then you have heard this plenty of times, and I really think that this is a great analogy for... What it means to get in alignment with what your purpose is, who, what your mission is, the people you're supposed to be with is very important. So let me just give you a little overview of this analogy for those of you who are not familiar with carnival culture. In carnival culture, when you know when you see people in the costumes with the feathers and the rhinestones and the bees and all them things, that is the product of a mass camp, right? So a mass camp, a masquerader's camp, is a group of people who have a mission to play masks and do the festivals and all them things. And every year during the carnival season, whichever ones they participate in, it varies from country to country, city to city. Um, they have a mass camp and they will have a launch. They will have a band launch, right? And during the band launch is where you get to see all of the costumes that the camp is promoting and selling for that carnival season. Now, and within each mass camp and within each band, you're going to have sections, right? Like each, they may have an overarching theme, but each section is going to have its own costume. And then they're going to have subsections within that. You got front line, you got mid line, you have back line, you have ultra front line, right? And every section have a section leader or a group of people who are in charge of promoting, marketing, selling, producing those costumes for that section. So, when you get to this, when you get to the actual function, when you get to the parade, when you get to the festival, whatever it is that you are wearing your costume, and and showing up with your with your camp, y'all gonna have a time in the beginning where everybody's all together, all of the different sections is together, front line, back line, whoever, because you and your friend might have chose different sections, but y'all wanna chip together on the parkway or on the on the on the street with each other excuse me and y'all might have your time before y'all get to cross the stage now when you cross the stage all right before you get to the stage that's when you start hearing the section leaders get in your section get in your section they very strict with it because why because every section is going to be judged individually and the camp is going to be judged as a whole now that's when you get in your section okay now if you front line you make sure you're in the front okay if you backline don't try and be in the front because you're not front line you ain't pay for that You pay for your backline costume, that's where you're going to be. If you're midline, you will be in the middle. And everybody at the same time crosses the stage, the music start pumping, everybody's giving their best. Now, you might have been only slowly chipping up to that point, but that's the point where you paid for. That's what the point with the camp is relying on you to show up and make these costumes do what they can't do for you. They can't make you look good in the costume. You have to look good and you have to wear that costume. And you have to know what your purpose is in that band, and then once that's done, you're free to go back and do whatever it is that you want to do. But I think this is a great analogy for what the times that we in right now, because with the information era, the inf, the age of Aquarius, okay, we got access to all of these different pathways and modalities and. In the beginning, especially, it's hard to figure out what is the thing for you, okay? You might find yourself gravitating towards certain things. You might find yourself being like, nah, that's not for me. Like, it's going to take time to really figure out what is your thing. But here's the thing, okay? We can't be in the dibble and dabbling mode of operations no more. We done come a little bit too far right now. Like, you can't be skipping steps. And I'm going to go into what these steps are because it is very important to get clear with yourself about what it is that you want and why you want it. Because otherwise, you will find yourself spending a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of energy doing shit that is not going to do a goddamn thing for you, okay? But make your pockets broker and deplete your spiritual reserves unnecessarily, leave you vulnerable, to be hurt, to be disappointed, to be upset. But if you think about certain things from the outset, from the very top, keep certain things on the top of your consciousness. I guarantee you have a better spiritual experience. I ain't going to say it's going to be the best, but you will get more out of it, right? So, let me just let me just say it like this. Again, I'm going to say it like I said on the last episode. I am a non-initiate, so this is very I'm specifically speaking to people who are non-initiates, okay? And if any elders want to chime in and give their they opinions on this, I am more than welcome to hear your, your opinions and your thoughts on this subject. But I'm speaking as a non-initiate. I'm speaking as somebody who does not have any electives. I'm speaking as somebody who does not have their head marked. I'm speaking as somebody who does not have their guerreros, their warriors. I'm speaking as somebody who has not been scratched. All of these things are things I need. But at the same time, let me just, we're going to have a a, a time today because I really want to share with y'all my experience and maybe it'll help somebody out there. Maybe you won't have to go through it the same way I went through it. Okay. We all got to really take responsibility in these communities to, to, to be honest about our experiences and to, to share information that we can to help people. Because at the end of the day, this is not about getting things so that way you can look better than the person next to you. It's not about that. If it's not, adding to you, if it's not enriching you, if it's not strengthening and building your character, then you need to start questioning why you're even doing this shit in the first place, okay? So, first things first, like I always say, start with your ancestors, right? And I say this because so many people want to jump straight up into Orisha, they want to jump straight up into the Lao, they want to jump straight up into these deities and these pantheons, and they didn't even talk to grandma yet. Wh- what? What? Grandma is sitting in your living room right now wondering why you ain't called her and talked to her about a goddamn thing that's going on in your life. When I say you need to start talking to your ancestors, you need to start talking to these people like they are still in your house, okay? You really do. Do not think you need to go to a graveyard or to a cemetery where someone died to to have that conversation with them. You need to be having no conversations with them when you in the shower. Like, all right, y'all, it's a new day, all right, I need some help today. Can y'all help? Talk to them. Talk to them because guess what? They are waiting for you to talk to them. And just because you can't audibly hear them, some of us don't, are not going to have that. Some of us are not going to get the actual voice, okay? But some of us might find ourselves in places or having conversations with people and passing or observing something that you maybe not wouldn't have looked at twice before and it might mean something to you and you're going to be like, oh shit, okay, okay. Think about what it is that you really want and convey that to your people, OK, so when you are in the beginning of your spiritual journey, the things you need to be asking yourself and, and your people is what kind of what kind of community do I really see myself in? OK, and help me find the people and make the alignment so that way I can meet the people that's going to help me on this path. You have to specifically ask for help. You have to. You have to be specific with your people. You can't just be having some arbitrary like I want to get crowned. OK, because you can get crowned. All right. There's anybody anybody out here, any and everybody out here selling initiations. Okay. You, you, any, an, any DM right now, I swear to God, it must be every minute there's a DM coming from a funny style, Baba Lau, quote unquote, from Nigeria or wherever the hell they from talking about, Oh, the ancestors told me to tell you, don't let nobody on Instagram be able to get into your, 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 your spiritual aura, your spiritual field. Okay. Your force field and start putting all types of ideas of foolishness in your head. Okay, really talk to your people first because only you're going to really know what the language of your people is, all right? Because everybody's family is different. Some people, like I said, my people come to me in dreams. Okay, they show me things. My people also come to me in sensations in my body, right? When I really was not listening and honoring my highest self and not honoring my like my own divinity, I used to break out really freaking bad. A lot of people compliment me on my skin. I'm like, you don't know what I've been through with my skin, okay? But my skin... Yo, there used to be a time where if I was going to be involved with somebody or, or or spending too much time with somebody who was not good for me and I didn't want to admit it, my whole face would break out in hives. When I say my whole shit would break out, I would be looking like the back of a Nestle Crunch Bar out this bitch. Why? Because I'm not listening to myself and those internal messages that I'm receiving about my interaction with this person. I'm going off, well, we've been friends for a long time and oh, that's just how they are. Not even paying attention to how I feel in response to being with this person. Okay, so that was the very first that was one of my very first lessons that I had to learn the hard way. I spent almost six months walking around looking crazy. my whole face my face did not heal properly until I was really clear about who and what I was spending my time with and on okay i didn't spend I do not spend good money on vacations that I couldn't even enjoy because I was there with the wrong people and my face was looking a hot damn mess. I couldn't even put makeup I couldn't do a shit right so like I said. Think about the ways that your people speak to you and only you going to, you, that is not something that anybody else could do for you. You can get a reading. Yes. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to put in that work and that time to really connect with your people and really say to them, Hey, I, I'm thinking about this path. What do y'all think? Like it's a conference. This is not, you have to, that's also, that's number two. You have to relinquish a certain level of control. And a certain level of attachment to, to what you think it is is going to be best for you. A lot of the times, what you think it is is not what it is. Okay, and we don't. We have to confront these things within ourselves. We have to think about why we're gonna even put ourselves with these people. What do you know about these people? Where, where do you Where do you know them from? What do you know about their life? Okay, and pertaining as it pertains to the religion or or the the tradition that you are interested in, do are they settled? Are they happy? Are they, are they peaceful? Is their money looking right? Are they always miserable and they broke? And they always complaining? Maybe that's not the person you need to be walking with. Because they seem to still be in not fully walking in what they're supposed to be walking in. I'm not saying you're going to be happy all the time. There's times when we're upset. There's times when we're sad. But think about the times when you are looking to somebody for spiritual counsel. When you are really in need. What can they offer you? Okay. If this person is living from pillar to post, they can't keep no friends, they can't keep a job, you don't need to be asking or relying on them or divulging your own personal spiritual business with them because this person, they ain't got their shit together. And people don't want to hear that because they want to really believe that just because somebody has some type of initiation or somebody has, somebody's received some type of bead or somebody's gone through some type of process that they got to all figure it out. There's a lot of people that can afford an initiation and they pay for an initiation and they, they come out of whatever, you know, period. No better than when they fucking went in because they didn't do the shit they needed to do when they re- when they were supposed to do it. But they can afford the initiation. And there's a lot of people out here that's walking around with nothing, okay? Without a goddamn thing from anybody but their people. And they are better examples of how to conduct yourself and how to move in this path, right? So that's what I'm saying. You got to really think about you gotta think with your. You gotta sit down with your people. If you gotta draw cards, draw cards. If you gotta, if you gotta meditate with them, meditate with them. If you gotta up the the offerings of the food and the coffee and the water and the light, keep it fresh, and think about the fact that every time that you work with your people, you strengthen them, right? So as you're giving them light and love, they giving it, they reflecting it back to you. You know, be uh, an expert with your shit before you go to anybody else. When I say be an expert, I'm talking about know how to read your own candles. Don't be putting your shit on the internet asking somebody, what do you see? Cause guess what? Ain't nobody going to be able to tell you what that means. Nobody's really going to know what that means except for you. And then when you do get to a place where you really have real serious questions, that's when you have to start seeking out the true elders. I ain't talking about just because somebody made Ocha, child and they got 10 years of Ocha child that they know what they talking about and their life is still in a mess. No, I'm talking about somebody who is actively working, putting in that work and you see that and you trust them you go, okay, can you help me with this thing? And don't dump all your shit on them neither, right? Because in terms, sometimes we have to examine what we bring into the situation, right? So there's a couple of things about seeking out spiritual advice and about recognizing elders and all these things. It starts with you, right? You have to check your ego. And when I say, what I mean by checking your ego is you have to know what your blind spots are. You have to know the things that are triggering to you. You have to know the thing, the places where you fall short. You have to know the places where your self-confidence is not where it's supposed to be yet. You have to know these things about yourself. And when I say that you got to know them, I'm saying it so that way somebody else can see it on you and exploit that, right? So if somebody tells you something and, and you know it's true, be like, yo, that's true, right? And if somebody tells you something and it's upsetting to you, think about why are you upset? What are you upset at? Are you upset at the person for calling you out? Are you upset that you feel misunderstood or misconstrued? Like, what are you, what is upsetting? Like, get down and dirty with yourself and your shadow, really get into your shadow work and integrating your shadow with your, with your higher self. Because until you do that, there's gonna be people that's telling you things you're not even ready to receive that type of information. Right? There's gonna be people that wanna offer you advice and you still dealing with some Un- unaddressed family dynamics where you got issues with authority and you don't want to listen to nobody. Well, then guess what, baby? You- we talking about traditions that are not solitary practices. That's why it's like your ancestor work on some level was a solitary practice. This is not for everybody to get all in your business. This is about how you dealing with your people, how they're dealing with you. how Are you listening to them? Right? So a lot of people will say like, yeah, I, I spoke to my-, my people and they told me that it's okay to do this. Listen, Sometimes when I read certain things, I'll be like, yo, you ain't talk to no fucking body but yourself, right? Because let me tell you something. There's things that I've been wanting and my people have been not with the shits, okay? They be like, girl, that's cute, but mm, that's not for you. And it don't matter what I want. And I've relinquished a certain level of control to my people because I have to think about if we are thinking about our traditions and our ancestors and this work as something that is older than our, like anything that we could fathom, you got to acknowledge that you're going to have some wisdom in your blood, in your bloodline, that is so damn old that they are not trying to hear, listen to you tell them what to do. So that's why even when people be like, oh, why didn't you ask your people for this, that, and the third? I'd be like, listen, listen, when I sit down with my cards, I don't be, I don't demand a goddamn thing. Okay, I don't. I'm like, listen, whatever y'all got to tell me, I'm here to listen to it. I am here to listen. And sometimes they'll tell me some shit that I'm like, I don't even know what this means. And it takes me a couple of days or weeks or even months to fully realize what it is that they're talking about. Even when I dream my people, I'm I'm not a big person of size to them. There was one time I dreamt my people and I literally... Remember Muppet Babies? No, the 80s babies gonna know what I talk about. Remember Muppet Babies when Nanny, nanny used to come into the, the playroom and you couldn't see her face all these years later. We don't know what Nanny looked like. Nanny would come in and all you see is a skirt and some feet and hear a voice and maybe see a hand. That's what I seen in my dream. I seen these big, big women, full skirts, a man in there too. I just seen big body, big people, and I was so small. I was like, I wasn't even a toddler. I was like, I couldn't even reach the door handle. Like, that's how tiny I was to these people. And I just seen and heard them guiding me in different places, you know? And they're like, no, go through the door. And they were like right there with me. And I really took that as like, yo, that's how little I am to these big people. I need to humble myself to the fact that I got something in my blood that's so old that I can't even think that my little 34 years on this earth and my little wisdom that I have, that I've accumulated in my lifetime can even match what I got. I got to surrender to the fact that I have people and entities in my in my my personal spiritual court that are older than time, right? And I got to respect them. And I also have to understand that they don't know certain things about my time because they're not from this time. They're looking at it through the time, the lenses of whatever time and and culture they lived in. So I got to think about that too. Like I want to be as American in New York and modern as I am you might come from some people that's real old school about very specific things and they are not with it. They like, I don't understand what the fuck that is. And I don't just like when you were younger, you trying to show your parents certain things and they really, you trying to explain it to them and they just not getting it. That does not change when you start working with your ancestors. Like there's a certain things they are going to be like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And I don't know what you showing me right now, but that ain't what you supposed to be doing. Okay. And when you surrender, when you put yourself in that level of vulnerability and malleability, you will find that you will break out of certain molds that you have with yourself, right? And even learning about yourself is a great tool to figuring out your blind spots. Like I said earlier, one of my greatest tools in figuring out myself and my self-exploration has, has and will always be astrology. I'm like, the star's been here. The planet's been here. There's something there for me to learn from about myself, Right. So while everybody knows they sun sign and, you know, we got to start digging deeper, pull your birth chart, call your mother and be like, mommy, when was I born? And and, and when was I, where, what time was I born? And where exactly was I born? Right. You got to know these things. You pull your birth chart. You start to learn all types of shit about yourself. Right. Before you even go and get a reading, do your damn birth chart, do your numerology, find out what's your life path number, what's your moon sign, find out what squares you have. In your birth chart, so you could know the places of tension. I'm gonna be real with you. Let me share with y'all what's in my birth chart, very briefly. I'm a Libra sun, but I'm a Leo rising, and I have a, a Sagittarius moon. Right. So, like people perceive me sometimes as a Leo until they get to know me and my my true self. I'm I'm a Libra, but in my emotions and how I process my emotions, I'm a Sag. I'm very feisty. I'm very fiery. I'm very quick to react. You know, but it's quick and then it leaves. Right. That's. One of that's a few things in my chart, but in terms of like my self image and things that I've struggled with over the years, when I learned that I had a Venus square Neptune in my chart, that shit changed everything. It was like, oh, so Venus square. So squares are places of tension in your chart, right? Like places where things are oppositional or like there's like it's a it's a hard aspect, right? And Venus represents like your beauty and your, you know, your relationships with money and like your relationships with yourself, like how you see yourself, how you dress, how you present yourself, like everything about you. Now, as a woman, your Venus sign is very important. You know, it's, it's extremely important. And it's also how you relate to love and like how you love on people and how you like to be loved on. And then Neptune represents like, Yo, I'm not. I'm not a full astrologer, so don't don't quote me on all this. You can look. You could Google the things that I'm saying. But Neptune represents like illusions and fantasies, dreams, um, screams, like motion pictures, film, like the image of things, like being able to, to uh, illusions. Like that's what Neptune represents. And when you have a Venus square Neptune, it means that you have a distortion of your self image and of your self love. Like that you don't fully see yourself how other people see you so you have, you may struggle with your, your your body image or you may struggle with your self-love or your self-respect even you may find yourself in relationships that are not fully healthy and you may find that you are not fully expressing yourself. In the ways that you think you're expressing, you may feel, you may see that you, some of your signals that you're sending out about yourself are not all the way accurate and, it, and they're not being received well. And one of the ways to fix that is to do affirmations in the mirror, is to take lovely pictures of yourself so that way you can look at yourself other than how you see yourself in your mind's eye. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all. In my mind's eye, I'm 11 years old. I have Coke bottle glasses. I have a, a box braids. And I am wearing men's clothes because my father dressed me in men's clothes until I was 17 years old. So I never really had a a full relationship with my burgeoning feminine body with my womanly figure until I was a grown up, And by then I have already been feeling like fuck, I don't even know what the fuck I look like. And that's why I say like, when I look in a mirror, it's always a shock to me. This is something I'm gonna struggle with probably for the rest of my life. It's always a shock what I look like. It's always a shock when people tell me that I'm beautiful. It's always a fucking shock to me. Like I know that I'm beautiful, but then there's so many other things that cloud that that I have to actively tell myself every day, like you're beautiful just as you are, as you waking up without nothing on, you look great. You're fantastic. Like I have to I have to say this to myself. Otherwise, I will succumb to that square in my chart. And that's only because I know that it's there. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. So in terms of like finding out who you are, you know, you gotta learn learn about birth order placements, right? Because the whole thing is when you look into join and integrate with some of these communities that these are communal traditions. There's nobody nobody's a solitary practitioner of Aresha. Okay, nobody's a solitary practitioner in Palo Congo, like there's a family that you, there's a house, there's a Rama, there's something, there's a line, there is something that you come from, an Ile, a Manaso, there's something that you're going to be responsible and you're going to have a place in. So understand that whatever issues you have with your family, whatever issues you have with your mother, whatever issues you got with your father, whatever issues you got with your siblings, okay, it's going to come up. It will come up. Guarantee you, it will come up when you are finding Looking for your spiritual home with some of these places. You're gonna be like, damn, this feels just like with my mom that, like, address certain things, okay? If you are the oldest and you used to be in regard a certain way and you come into a house where you are no longer the oldest, now you're the baby, you're not used to that. You're gonna have to get used to that. You're gonna have to get used to it. If you are an only child like me, I'm an only child for my mom, you're gonna have to get used to the fact that your godparent is gonna have other godchildren. If you're not that first godchild, there's going to be somebody else there. You're going to have to share. You're going to have to learn how to self-soothe. You're going to have to know where and how you, what, what role you play within that family structure in order to get exactly what you need to get out of that. Don't let your ego stop you from getting what you need to get. Because like I said, if you're not in a place to receive the information that is being conveyed to you, if you're not in a place to really be honest with yourself about the shit that you need to work on, none of this shit is going to work for you. I'm being honest with you. None of it is going to work if you do not address whatever underlying issues that you have with yourself. Before you step into anybody's spiritual home, you're gonna start. You're gonna carry a lot of that baggage with you, and you're gonna find that you are untangling and doing. You're gonna be finding that you're trying. You're trying to do too many things at one time. Deal with yourself first. Deal with yourself first. Ask your people to help you. Say, listen, I'm really struggling with this. Help me. Let them, let them come to you and show you their struggles. Learn about their stories. Learn about their struggles. So that way you don't find yourself repeating the same shit that they did. They lived their life already. And if you really want to use the information and the knowledge of your ancestors, it will behoove you to fully learn about these people and what they went through. And don't judge them for the decisions that they made in the time that they made them. Because like I said, there's a lot of things that my ancestors did. That I'm like, damn, that must have been hard, you know. But I look at it in the context of where they were at in time and space, and I'd be like, you know what? I can't say I would have made a, a different choice because I didn't, I not I don't have those limitations in my life. I don't know what it was like to have to live with X, Y, and Z. So you know what? I respect them. Like, I have I have so many issues with my father's side of the family, but I love them, right? I don't, my issues are not with them. My issues are sometimes with myself and, and, and the reflections of myself that I see in their behavior. And it makes me want to check myself even harder. Like, damn, I don't want to bring on another generation and still be dealing with the same shit that my mom, you know, my, my dad and my aunts and my cousins and my grandparents was dealing with. Like, I want to do my, my best to 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 correct this thing within myself, you know. And once you learn about yourself in that way and once you have shed the, your ego and and, and and got down to the nitty gritty of who you are and, and, and who you really are and like, don't bullshit with yourself because a lot of people think that they're gonna be able to just be like, I'm this type of person. And it's like, no, actually you're not, baby. And that's okay. Be you. Like I said, get in your section. Whatever your section is, find it, okay? And start refining it and don't waver. Don't start dippling, dabbling with certain things just because you interested in it. Like I said, there's so many things and paths... There's so many steps in between you and the Arisha that you cannot overlook certain shit. Okay, you can't just be like, "Well, I like yellow and I feel sexy most of the time, and you know, I love, I'm beautiful and I love all things beauty, so I must be a daughter of Ochun and start lighting candles and working Ochun and do all these things." Let me tell you something. You might be really, really fucking your shit up before you get to where you're supposed to be. If you are committed to learning about the, the path and the culture that you in, commit and learn about all aspects of that path. Okay, learn about all of the Orisha. Now there's a bunch, right? We talking about hundreds, but learn learn yourself. So you learn your Siyete Potencias, right? Learn your seven African Potencias Africanas. Like learn your seven African powers. Learn who that is, right? Learn read the Pataki that you can. Read the Odu's that you can find. Right? Really get into the culture of how ceremonies go. Right? When somebody invites you to a to a a ceremony, observe everything. right? Don't feel like you gotta be in a mix with everything, but watch and just keep your head on the swivel and just observe, take it all in. Look at how they interact with each other. Look at how structured the, the situation is. Look at what the energy that they're putting into making sure that the function is everything that it's supposed to be. Okay? And when you you know, when before you even get a reading, until you can find a qualified Baba La or, or ianifa to, to, to read you, right? There's a reading of the year that happens every year in Cuba, right? And every year a bunch of the biggest priests and houses get together and they do a reading of the year. They you will find out who the governor Orisha is for the year, you'll find out what the colors are for the year, and you will find what all of the taboos are for the year. Now, a lot of people again, this is not about cherry picking. If that reading of the year says no, stay avoid okra, you better not be eating no okra if you're serious about this. If you really believe in it, if you really feel like, okay, you know what, this is a path that I want to commit to, I start treating it with the utmost care and respect, okay? Do not discount the information that is out there about the tradition that you're interested in just because you want to just do whatever you want to do. Don't do that. Okay, really don't do that. I tell you, I implore everybody, find out what the reading of the year is. If it's in Spanish, use Google Translate, okay? Before, back in the days, we didn't have access to a lot of these tools, but now we have access to so much, and it feels like people just don't want to put in more work. It's like, yo, you gotta you gotta meet them halfway. Sometimes you gotta meet them 75%. You gotta come all the way and be all the way real about why you even want this, okay? And it's easy to get, you know, caught up in who got this much elecades and who got this Eday and who got these pots and all these things. But like I said, ask yourself why you even want that before your time, because that's a responsibility. In my opinion, once you start on that, you're not supposed to really be stopping. I know people that literally just got their Hunt Mark, got their elecades, got their warriors, and they ain't moving forward with none of their shit. Their life is stagnant as shit, even with that. And I know people that don't have not their bead, okay? They ain't got the first freaking bead or pot, and they are making great strides in their life even without having that. So that's how you gotta. That's how you really gotta look at it. Don't get caught up in what it look like. Don't get caught up in what it looked like. Get caught up in how do I feel, okay? You want to go to these events? You want to go to these bembes You want to go to these ceremonies? How do you feel when you leave? Do you feel like okay, more in- strengthened? Do you feel more emboldened? Do you feel more confident? Do you feel like, okay, you know, I got some shit I got to work on? Do you feel ready and committed to work? Or do you feel like, oh, I can flex on people now, right? Oh, I, I went to this thing. Don't get caught up in the ego. The ego will have you moving funny and being a real funny style ass person in the name of spirituality. And when at, at, at the end of the day, it's like whatever people are doing on their path, you got to respect them. Because that's what's their path. And you need to mind your business. Spirituality is a very personal thing. You need to figure out what your business is. You know, a lot of times when we are converting, decolonizing our minds from Christianity, a lot of people, their first thing is to start disparaging Christianity. I mean, they go in, oh, that guy's stupid, following Jesus. Listen, uh, listen me. You might be offending your grandmother, okay? You might be offending your great-great-grandfather, right? You might be offending some people in your own line because guess what? That's what they had access to. That's what they stake their spirituality and their faith on. Don't disrespect it just because it's not your path. Don't. And I understand the implications of Christianity and the transatlantic slave trade. I understand all of that. And with all of that being said, I cannot throw Christianity all the way out the window when it comes to my family and my ancestral practices. I got to respect the fact that there are some very powerful Very strong-held faiths in my line that, you know, that's their line. I'm not going to disrespect them. Listen, I was raised with my grandmother. My grandmother, like I said, she was in the church all the time, okay? All the time. She was a Sunday school teacher, all right? She was on the usher board. She was mother of the year one year. She uh, She did coffee hour. She did, you know, I mean, there was choir practice. There was prayer meeting. I was in church damn near every day when I was young with my nana. You know, until when I got up to be about 12, that's when she let me make the decision if I wanted to stay home or not. And I stayed home for some things and I went with her to church for other things. But that, she gave me that permission. She didn't force it on me. She gave me the permission to make my own choice. And another thing that I learned from my grandmother was there was she was such a praying woman and she was so like hands on. She told me some of my first spell work. You know, some of my first freezer spells, some of my first, you know, protection work. She taught me about the power of intention and prayers and mantras. Like she taught me about so many things that were not Christian, so to speak. But that was her. And I know that her foundation came from being very heavily rooted in the church. But then again, like I said, you learn about people and you learn and you look at them objectively. You don't judge them, but you look at them. My grandmother was used to being the biggest person in the church. Right. She was used to being. That she had that's listen, when they lived in Park Slope, she went to Park Slope Methodist, she was a big deal in Park Slope Methodist. But then when she moved to Flatbush and she had to go to St. Paul's, she was a she was a very small fish in a big pond there. And that affected her a lot. And I got to see it firsthand. And I'm not judging my nana, but at the end of her life, when I started to realize she was having certain questions and fears about certain things, it was like, wait a minute now, some of your some of your faith was staked on your image and how you was perceived in the church. Not really about your actual spiritual growth. So that's why you at the end of your life feeling some type of way about certain things. But I love you. And I cherish the fact that I was even able to witness this firsthand because a lot of people don't even get to know the people on their line that intimately. So I'm grateful that I had the privilege to witness this for myself firsthand and turn it on myself and think about what it is and what am I doing? and my spiritual practices that is based in my ego and what is really based in the dedication and commitment that I have to growing spiritually as a person. These are questions you need to ask yourself, okay? So there is so much that you can learn about your ancestors just by learning about their lives, just from asking them questions. And even if they believe in something that's so different than what you believe, don't discount it. My great-grandfather was an imam of Islam, Okay. I have no interest in becoming Muslim. But I tell you, last year, when Ramadan came around, I challenged myself to be like, okay, put myself in this man's shoes. You know, this did something for him. I want to honor him by honoring Ramadan this year. I'm not playing Muslim. I'm honoring my great-grandfather. And I'm doing this in his name. And I'm calling on him. And let me tell you something. That month, he showed me some things. Showed me some things. And I was like, wow, Grandpa, thank you for showing me this. By, by participating in this ritual that you used to participate in faithfully, I've learned something about myself. I've learned something more about you. And I am strengthened and emboldened in my in my, in my my faith right now. More. More so than ever. So like I said, don't discount the things that your people knew because they know some things, you know? And in terms of finding your own finding a spiritual home, we're going to talk more about this because we over the 30-minute mark and I'm trying to keep these under 30 minutes. But you know, once I get going, it's hard for me to stop. But I feel like... This is such a great entryway to talk about how do you stay committed on your path when you really are confused and you don't really have any true direction. Understand that you will always be your true north. Your people will always be your true north. They are not trying to hurt you. Okay? Sometimes when we are not used to having structure and discipline on our lives, little st- critique, structure, criticism, all of things could feel very punitive. It could feel like, what am I doing wrong? I'm doing something wrong. They, they, No. Understand that you might not know all of the variables. Just like when we were children, there were some things that your parents just, you did not understand until you came of age. We are not talking about anything that's different. When you are very young in your spiritual journey, when you are very newly on this path, you are a child. Regard yourself as a child. Protect yourself as a child. Be willing to look at yourself like as, as a child. I don't care if you're 50 years old, you got kids of your own, you got grandkids. If you are new on certain things, allow yourself to be new. And allow yourself to understand that over time, your views and your, your practices and those things might change. And give yourself room to grow. None of us stayed seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old forever. We all where we at right now in life, right? But your childhood, is not, does not def- it's not you. After a certain point, you have to make decisions about the type of person you want to be. Once you learn certain things, you have to make decisions about what type of discipline you want to set for yourself. And once you are clear with yourself about who you are and what you want to accomplish in this, you will find that things will become a lot easier for you. You will find that things will start to line up a little bit easier for you, you know, but you got to humble yourself. You got to humble yourself. And with that being said, <laughs> This has been the second episode of the How To Be Magical podcast. This episode is entitled Get To Your Section because I want everybody in 2020 to get in alignment with who they are and be standing in it. Okay? Don't look at what the person next to you is doing. What are you doing? And there's always something that you can do to keep yourself being magical on this journey of spiritual growth. I love you guys. Uh, I appreciate all of the comments, the, sub- the new sub- subscriptions, the-, the DMs, the emails, texts that I've been getting about the first episode. Thank you very much. I do appreciate the encouragement. I do feel encouraged. I do feel committed. I love you so much. And until next time, keep it black, keep it beautiful, and stay magical.